Welcome to another episode of the Peak Performance Selling Podcast, where we interview top sellers and sales leaders to learn the different tips, tricks, and mental strategies that they use to create sustainable peak performance. Let's get rolling. Welcome to today's episode of the Peak Performance Selling Podcast. Today, we get to welcome on a longtime HubSpotter, Dave Barron. He has been at HubSpot for over seven years and has had a, a really interesting career path and journey that I think will be unique for some of the folks that we've had on in the past and also help us as sellers think about what could our future careers look like. Is the grass greener in, in other departments or, or parts of the organization? Is it not? And how do we just set ourselves up to look at new possibilities that maybe we haven't thought about, as well as some really cool correlation between sports, the mindset that you have there, and how do we show up uh, in sales as well. So a bit of background on Dave. So he started at HubSpot seven years ago as a sales rep, then ended up leading our go-to-market efforts for a couple new products that we brought to the table, uh, one called the Service Hub to help service teams, and then another one called the Operations Hub. And he spent a, quite a few years within that product organization, but has actually come back to the dark side to work with sales and working in a really unique function around sales specialists on helping us sell new product lines that may have some additional complexity or some additional competition where you need some support. So he has a long career in sales. He actually did some pharmaceutical sales, spent time as a product manager, and then has sold some enterprise software. So he's got a really cool background that I'm excited to dive into. So Dave, welcome on. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, and what a great intro. I, you know, it's so funny. Everyone's always like, oh, what an awesome intro. I'm like, this is your story. This is your journey. It's it's funny that you don't hear yeah. it back that often or reflect on yeah. it that much, but I, yeah, I love what so you true. set yourself up as. And so the, the first place that I, I want to start is understanding how did you end up getting into sales early on? And then we'll go from there. Uh, yeah. So I think a lot of it was just happenstance. Um, so in college, I was interning at a pharmaceutical company and I did a bunch of things there. I worked in customer service. I worked in marketing. I worked in finance. I worked in security, which was really interesting because obviously at a pharmaceutical company, you have physical labs and they need to be secure. And so I basically, um, someone that I went to overnight camp with, his dad worked there and gave me the opportunity to do this kind of rotating internship and uh, I ended up like interning on the sales team. I was basically a BDR, setting meetings for, for the outside sales reps. Uh, and when I graduated from college, uh, it was kind of like right during the recession in, the, in, in that sort of like valley. And I needed a job. And they were like, Dave, do you want to come work and, and sell? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I need a job. This is great. I kind of already know the people. I know the product. Let's do it. And so I started as like a BDR there again, just like literally cold calling doctor's offices and surgery centers and hospitals, trying to set meetings for my reps, did that for about three months. And then I transitioned into an outside sales rep. Um, and uh, yeah, basically the rest, as they say, is history. That, that company did get shut down by the FBI and DEA. And um, so I got out of the pharmaceutical industry pretty quickly. Um, but I think if those things hadn't happened, like it's totally possible I might still be in that industry today. So kind of, um, it was good things and bad things that came out of it. Let's just say that. 
Wow. I, I love <laughs> the stories that I get to find out as, as I do these interviews about people. And I think that is one of the things that's actually really interesting as you look back on a career, as you hear the intros and the stories and the bios of how one maybe large, but how one tiny change could have totally transformed your career trajectory and you could have still been in pharma sales and things of sort. Now I'd be curious though, like what have you taken away from that pharma sales environment that you translated over when, when you ended up in the tech world? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is like resiliency. So, you know, part of my job, I, I basically, I was an outside sales rep. So I traveled three weeks a month to my territory. My territory was Alabama, Mississippi, and Kansas. And as a 22, 23 year old wearing a suit, walking into places in those, in those States, like you know, you just kind of have to like assimilate really quickly. You have to build rapport really quickly. But then I think the big thing that still translates today for me is just like resiliency. What I'll tell you is cold calling in person, a lot harder than cold calling on the phone or sending cold emails, like totally different when you walk into a place five or six times over two weeks and you just like can't get through to the receptionist and you just get shut down in person that feeling is a lot worse and it's a lot harder to handle that rejection. I think than like sending a cold email or doing a cold call on the phone where someone's like, I don't have time, like, please stop calling me and you can hang up. And then you just pick up the phone again. Like, no, I had to like drive to a place. I had to figure out where to go. I had to walk in. I had to get told no. And then I'd have to be like, do I come back here? And the answer is yes, I have to come back here because I need to get into this account and my boss is telling me to get into this account, but then it's like, great, I got to get in the car and drive 20 minutes to the next place. And you do that for eight, 10 hours a day, Monday through Thursday, get on a plane, come home, go to the office and then get on another plane on Sunday and do it again. And so I think it just taught me a lot um, about resiliency and like, it does take time. Like there's places that I went into once a week for four or five months before I could even get a meeting. And I just didn't stop. And so I think that translated into my sales career. Just like, you know, when I got into tech sales, I was like, oh, this is like not bad. You know, like I can create a list of a hundred people and I can hammer through that list in a day. And as long as I'm adding value, like I feel good about this. And so I was always able to have kind of a high output and like was able to just move on to the next call really quickly. Um, and so, so yeah, I think, uh, Outside sales, again, like the contrast between outside sales and kind of the traditional inside B2B SaaS is like, it's just very different. Um, but I think there's a lot of overlap if you try to take that kind of path. It's like, you can kind of be a natural at selling SaaS if you've gotten a door slammed literally in your face. Whoa, that, oh man, I, I started out as the BDR inside yeah. SaaS model. And so- thinking about the, that resiliency it is so critical yeah. in any seller, but to actually have to get over the person telling you to your face, like, Hey, get out of here. Like, go away. We don't want you. We have no interest in you. Yeah. Takes a lot. Uh, I mean, like I had security at hospitals called on me, like escorted out of hospitals. So like there's, yeah, like that just doesn't happen when you're kind of just sitting at your desk you know, on the phone, trying to set appointments or, or sell. 
Wow, and then to get shut down by the FBI and DEA, that's uh, it's really interesting. But yeah, I mean, it was like what I'll say is like it's actually very sad what happened. Um, but it was my first job, and I was there for eleven months, and like I had no idea what was happening. It's just so oblivious, and so um, yeah, it's kind of like a sad story. But for me, I'd always had a passion in tech, and once I had some actual selling experience. Um, I think it was like easy for me to say like, okay, I want to be back in tech. I like the innovation. I like the pace, um, the cultures at least, well, maybe not when I started in tech, but at least now is, is certainly a better place for, for more people. Definitely. And I, I think we're moving in, in a really great direction. And I think tech does move so quickly, which is really nice. But yeah. then you ended up hopping out of the sales role. And, you know, I think kind of helped almost create a new role around this go-to-market lead and and sitting in the product organization. So Mm -hmm. help us understand a little bit, like what drove you to take that leap and what did you learn from it? Yeah, for sure. So I think for me, like, I'm kind of always like a builder. Um, I like doing things from scratch. And so I was in a sales role at HubSpot, but I was, I was selling our CRM and I was one of the first folks doing that. And it was a brand new product, brand new, like product led growth motion. And so there was a lot of figuring it out. And when we decided to kind of merge that team with our core function at HubSpot, which at the time probably had, I don't know, 300, 350 reps, like that was a lot more process than what I wanted. Um, and I just love getting in front of customers. I love product. I love pricing and packaging. And so Yeah, I basically made the pitch uh, to who became our chief product officer at the time, Christopher O'Donnell. And I was like, hey, I know we're going to build something new. I'd really love to do it. I don't exactly know what I'll do, but I I know I can be valuable. And he had seen me kind of be really valuable to the product team when I was working on the CRM and sales hub. And so I just like created this role, go-to-market lead. We rolled up to, at the time, chief product officer and then to the product GMs. And our, and our role was really twofold. It was to bring product to market, but then also to bring the market back to our product team. And so once you get to a scale that we are at, there's so many teams on the go-to-market side, marketing, sales, service, support, that like they get separated in a sense from what's happening in the product organization and at the speed at which innovation is happening. And so you need someone who understands go-to-market fundamentals at the company you're at, but then also is really close and embedded with the product team to bridge that gap. And so, yeah, over the last four years, that team that I kind of started grew to, I think there's like 10 folks in it now, Um, it's definitely considered kind of like a leadership role in product and responsible for revenue retention and NPS of the product line and kind of co-own that stuff with our general managers and VPs of product. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was, you know, honestly, super interesting to move from a sales role to the, to the product role. Um, you know, I already had like a little bit of back, I was a product manager at an agency. And so I knew how software was made, right? Like I knew the difference between front end back end. I knew how to speak the language. Um, I won't say that I can code, but like, you know, I had taken like an HTML and CSS class. And so I kind of knew what was going on, but I think the one thing that certainly helped me that at least from my sales career was always just like customer first and listening and helping first mentality. My first sales mentor actually at the pharmaceutical company, uh, I worked at, he, he always gave this like analogy to me and he was like, 
every time you interact with someone, you have to think about them sitting at their desk with a big stack of papers. Your job is to remove pieces of paper and that paper kind of symbolizes work and to-dos and solve that for them and put it in their done pile. And I thought that was really interesting. And that's kind of how I approached sales was like, not necessarily like I need to sell this product. It's like, who am I talking to? And what are their actual problems? Like, do they have a problem with their boss? Like, are they having a scale or growth problem? Like, do they have issues with lead gen? Do they have issues with sales comp and structure? And so a lot of my sales career was actually just like helping people be better operators and like, yeah, like I would sell the tools as well, but like, I didn't focus as much on that. And I think that really helped and translated back into product. And now, as you alluded to, I've moved back from product into kind of our go to our actual go-to-market engine at HubSpot leading our sales specialist team, which um, is kind of new and very small right now to help sell kind of like a new products as they come out. And I think my product experience is starting to help me here because I'm thinking in terms of like minimum viable processes and like quick iteration and small team and being nimble. And I'm trying to work a little bit outside the lines in a sense of what we know works in sales because this team is new. And so I'm trying to keep us, you know, as agile as possible, um, but always starting kind of customer first. So outside in versus inside out to kind of solve problems. It's thanks to help from listeners like you, this podcast can continue to grow and help others. If you found anything helpful in today's episode, please take a second, share with a friend, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast today. Thanks. Thanks.